Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller and this is a pro wrestling podcast. Sorry, we are a bit late today. I just had a crazy day. Simple as that. I had a crazy day. had physio on my old shoulder. In case you don't know, I injured my shoulder being a professional wrestler uh, five weeks ago now. Where the hell did that go? And we're slowly, well, we're slowly hoping to get back to fitness. If you would like an update on that. And a few people have asked. A few people have watched some videos and they've missed the information. They think some person sent me a comment going, do you only have one arm? I was like, you know what? It probably does look like that. But no, I do have two arms. Uh, I mean, the short story is, is that we're trying to rehab it for a month or so through the magic of sports physio. And if I see some improvement and I start getting some flexibility and movement back, we'll carry on that route. And if not, I have to have it surgically repaired, and that's a whole different kettle of fish, which I'll have to address on this podcast, but look, let's cross that bridge when we get to it. I mean, if worst comes to worst, I can try rehabbing it, I can go back to the gym, I can go back to resting, and if it just explodes, well, you know, that kind of answers our question. Now, what a time to be doing a pro wrestling podcast, given the weekend we've just had. Now, I know not everybody was into SummerSlam. Uh, a lot of people seem to be down on it, and that's fine. Like, I'm not going to get into, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get into rights or wrongs, right? You, you think whatever you think, I think whatever I think. We should all dance around the fire like fairy men. I don't know what that means. That's my way of saying we should all be positive and love each other. But I really enjoyed the, the whole SummerSlam weekend. And yes, if you watch my ups and downs today on SmackDown, I called it the SmackDown weekend. I had to record that video twice because my microphone broken. And I think in the process, I broke my own brain. But yeah, I thought NXT TakeOver, which I'm going to try and do a special show on this week. But man, time is kicking my ass. But I would like to, to get that done. I thought that was just a really good show. It's a really good wrestling show. I think that's why I like NXT compared to WWE. That's the wrong word. Why I like them both is what I mean. Uh, NXT is a good wrestling show. And WWE, I know, cliche, idiot, but is a good sports entertainment show. And I really like that, 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 that sort of, the parallel, not the parallel, that, um, whatever I'm trying to say. My brain just isn't working today. But I like it. I like the fact they do something different. I thought NXT just flew by. I thought Adam Cole versus Ricochet was just wonderful. I think it was the best match I've ever seen. It probably wasn't even the best match I've ever seen in NXT, but it was just good. It had something about it. And it was awesome to see those two guys doing their thing on that kind of stage. And obviously, Gargano and Ciampa is like, I said this on my NXT ups and downs it's like the net uh, the this um the sitcom of pro wrestling it doesn't matter if you haven't watched all of the sitcom you can still enjoy it but if you have kept up it's going to reward you with callbacks and easter eggs and and all kinds of stuff they are very, they're two very talented men and then everything else i thought was great the women's match was great a uh, tag team title match was great I, i'm missing some stuff there's five matches with a tag team title match uh american title see i can get it right got that wrong too north american title world title women's What's the other match that I'm forgetting? I'm going to remember. Of course, Velveteen Dream and EC3. I thought that was entertaining too. Especially because the Velveteen Dream had Call Me Up Vince on his pants. I love stuff like that. And then as we move into SummerSlam, I just liked it. I can't explain why. I just thought it had a really good flow. I saw a a few negative uh, points about there being three squash matches, but I thought that worked. If you're going to give me five hours of wrestling, I don't always want 15, 20-minute matches. I know New Japan can do that very well, but it's not New Japan. It's WWE. And again, I've said this time and time again. Yeah, was a low point seeing Kevin Owens get battered away like a fly by Braun Strowman. Of course it was. However, 
I've said this time and time again, so I can't be a hypocrite now. If you're going to push someone, please push them. And whoever, you know, needs to get in the way, let them get in the way as long as when it's their turn to get pushed, they, you know, they get pushed as well. Now, do I want that to be Braun, uh, to be Kevin Owens? Of course I don't. I love Kevin Owens. He's one of my favorite people on the roster. But with that said... If you want to push Braun Strowman and he's your guy right now, then that's what's going to happen. And he should be running through people given the way that he looks and given his character. And it's hard to say it didn't work. You know, when he came out during the, the main event, the fans were ready. The same thing with Roman Reigns uh, and Finn Balor the, the, the next night on Raw. And maybe that wouldn't have been the case if we hadn't have done it this way. I could be wrong. But yeah, I, I, I had absolutely no problem with it really when I, when I took a step back and thought about it. Other than, yes, I think Kevin Owens could be treated higher up the card. But it all depends how Vince McMahon sees Kevin Owens. It's uh, something I, I discussed with somebody the other day. Maybe this is where he sees him. And, and as, as silly as it sounds, as long as Kevin Owens is happy, <laughs> I don't really think I'm one to comment on it. He's a really good professional wrestler. He's made it to the top. He's an established name within the biggest company in the world. That doesn't sound like the worst gig uh, the worst gig to me. Uh, I mean, we'll touch on a few things. I don't want to go through it match by match and, and break it all down. Um, one, because again, I'd implore you to go watch my ups and downs videos on what culture. But also, I think there's sort of broader conversations we can have. And I think the main one is that WWE deserves somewhat of a shout out for some really smart booking, understanding how the fans were going to react. Now, again, you can instantly go, well, surely, Simon, if WWE knows the fans are going to react badly, they should just change the story. And you're probably right. The Roman Reigns experiment is a is a fascinating one, but it's happening. And WWE clearly didn't want to change their plan. And I appreciate that because I don't want what happened at WrestleMania. We've done that. We've done the WrestleMania thing. And it was just an absolute, you know, it was it was a bust. Especially after, you know, WrestleMania 31 and then the Greatest Royal Rumble, blah, 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 blah. Just an absolute ridiculous situation. So I'm just happy that somebody is a universal champion. It was really nice to be able to tune into Raw 24 hours later and see it instantly get defended. Just seeing somebody with that red belt on Raw, given its history, uh, was enough for me. And WWE tied up a nice little story angle with uh, Finn Balor as well, who did never get his rematch. Now he has. Now he can go back to the lower card. <laughs> I'm kidding. But... Yeah, I, I thought it was really smart to, to use Braun Strowman in the way they did because it instantly distracted or, you know, got the fans' attention onto something else. So, you know, after Brock Lesnar had destroyed him and chucked that briefcase an absolute mile, what a freak that dude is. And, you know, Roman Reigns slams Brock Lesnar with the spear. Nobody was really aware of what... That's not fair. But, you know, they're, 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 again, they're, their attention had been put elsewhere. had been distracted. And because of that... Roman Reigns could win to, you know, less of a negative reaction than what happened at WrestleMania. Yeah, they cut away from him quick. They pulled some tricks. But again, they did it again on Raw because, you know, Braun Strowman making himself known before the match had finished meant as soon as Finn Balor had been speared again by Roman Reigns. Now everyone was like, what's going to happen with Braun Strowman? That's what they cared about. They're already on to the next thing. And the fact that we got the shield as well. I mean, that was just the icing on the cake. So many people, again, oh, I can't believe we just reunited the shield once more. That's not WWE's fault. When they tried to do it last year in October, they all went and got injured. Or well, Roman Reigns was sick and then Dean Ambrose obviously did that stuff to his tricep. So this is just them catching up with what happened. So I don't think it's a negative at all. And also it tells a really interesting and dynamic story. Everybody likes Braun Strowman, but everybody likes The Shield other than Roman Reigns. So who's going to, there's obviously going to be some kind of feud. We're obviously going to have some six ways, you, uh, or, you know, six man tags. Otherwise it doesn't really make much sense to me. So who, does get, who gets cheered? Who gets booed? How much, you know, how strong is The Shield love compared to the Roman Reigns hate? I'm not saying that it makes 
for perfect storytelling, but I'm certainly intrigued. I certainly like the way Raw ended. I thought Raw ended strongly, and I thought Raw ended... Uh, sorry, Raw started and ended really strongly. And then the reaction Roman Reigns got... I don't care, man. If you're going to shout someone to that degree, even if it is booze, he's going to feel like a star to me. And Roman Reigns absolutely felt like the biggest deal on the show, given that reaction he got. And the ending with everyone just going nuts for everything that was happening. And I get it. It's a New York crowd, right? So you are going to get a different response from them than maybe you would if you were in, I don't know, Miami, Florida. I don't know why I picked that. They're probably quite loud for all I know. But, you know, looking at that show in a bubble... I really enjoyed it. I thought it played off SummerSlam excellently. Same with SmackDown, um, which ended with the New Day winning the Tag Team Championship. Apparently because Eric Rowan is injured. Apparently Eric Rowan pulled his bicep at SummerSlam. I don't know. This may have been the idea, the plan anyway, but the the, the um, Bludgeon Brothers have to go away now, which means I hope they put, push Luke Harper to the moon because I love Luke Harper. I think he's one of the most underrated and underused talents on the entire roster. But everything was nice, and SmackDown started with The Miz and Maurice and Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. I, I don't, look, now, the first match for Hell in a Cell that's been announced is The, you know, the Miz's versus uh, Bella and Bryan. I mean, I don't necessarily need to see that match. It doesn't really make much sense to me, because if The Miz and Daniel Bryan hate each other as much as they say they do, why do they want to get their partners involved? Don't really understand that, but I feel like I'm pick, pulling at straws a, a, a little bit. And uh, uh, talking about news, as I always like to hear, apparently, well, apparently it's true, at the Greatest Showdown, or whatever the hell that Australian show is called, we are having The Miz versus Daniel Bryan, and the winner gets a WWE title shot. So you've got to imagine what's ever going to happen with AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. Daniel Bryan wins that one to me. That's probably why he lost at SummerSlam. And I'm hoping by that point, Samoa Joe has won the, the, the WWE title. Maybe we get three ways with him and Daniel Bryan. Maybe it's just um, AJ Styles. Maybe it's just Daniel Bryan versus Samoa Joe. Is anyone going to be that mad if we get Daniel Bryan versus Samoa Joe? And to get to it, we have to go through a, a mixed tag at Hell in a Cell? If you do, I think you're a little bit negative. <laughs> I, 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 think there's, I think this is the reason I'm so excited post-SummerSlam as well. I think WWE have opened the doors for a lot of very good feuds that could be interesting for a very, a very long time. And at the top of that list, I never thought I'd say this in a million years, given how WWE usually treat uh, the women's division. Even with the whole revolution, evolution, as I've said, sometimes I think they make it, they don't let it blend in with the men's enough. We have the women's segment. I always talk about this. I'd much rather we just had, okay, now we're going to work with these people. And they started to do that with Becky Lynch and Charlotte. And it's the best thing on WWE TV right now because it just, it sparks debate and it's just, you know, it sparks a talking point. I said on this podcast a week ago, I don't think that WWE should turn Becky Lynch heel because you could almost smell it. You could smell it. That's what they wanted to do. And I would have adamantly said that was a mistake. Becky Lynch is universally loved. But now they've done it, I don't know. Like, I heard uh, Brian Alvarez speaking about this on, on Wrestling Observer Live. And I, I always say this, I'll say it again. I love, and this is not me throwing shade on, on Brian Alvarez. Brian Alvarez is so good at what he does. He's so entertaining and he's, he's given me hours of, uh, you know, just glorious material to listen to. So I'll never criticize him. But in his opinion, he doesn't agree with what they've done with Becky Lynch. And he thinks Vincent Mann's a bit crazy. And you can certainly make that debate. I'm not saying he's wrong. On any in any stretch of the imagination, but for me, given the crowd reaction that happened at SummerSlam, given that what Becky Lynch is saying, she's actually correct. She has been screwed over, and Charlotte has done all these things. Plus, you know the amazing the promo she gave on SmackDown. I thought was the best promo Becky Lynch has ever done, and not just because. I mean, and, and bigger than that as well. That's not me saying how other promos were bad, but it, just in generally, I thought it was such a good promo. 
I believed every word she said. She sounded properly pissed off. It went a little bit off course when she said, the fans, you've never been behind me. I mean, that's just not true. Unless you'd have to be blind and deaf not to see, and not watching wrestling, not to see that most times when Becky Lynch is out there, she's universally loved because she's just a likable person. But whatever. I see what WWE is trying to do. They may have to change that down the road, but they've got a plan. They want to stick to it. But then when Charlotte came out and they just started brawling, everything to me just, it just felt, it just felt exciting. And it felt intriguing. And I want to see what they're going to do with this. I mean, hopefully it ends with a match evolution that Becky Lynch wins. I know we're hot shotting the women's title a little bit, but it's still two months away. So, you know, modern day WWE, I don't think that's a problem at all. It just worked. It just worked and everything, again, I think the real key is that Becky Lynch, as the bad guy, is justified in everything she's saying and hopefully she can use that to, you know, to wind everybody wind everybody up. But yeah, I, 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 re- I really, as you can probably tell, I really like that and it surprised me. I didn't think I'd like it as much as I did. I certainly wasn't intending to and as mentioned, I would have assumed I wouldn't have done. I was wrong. It's Becky Lynch is pulling it off, man. Go try and find that screenshot that people are sending around the internet of her. Uh, someone took a picture of her during a commercial break. She looks so mad and so pissed off with Charlotte. It's really easy to buy into what she's selling. And on that note as well, let's transition into Samojo versus AJ Styles, the other two people that are doing that wonderfully. I mean, AJ Styles is great, and he really is, but I don't think there's any doubt, or not in my mind anyway, that the MVP of all of WWE at the moment is Samoa Joe. The fact that in the middle of SummerSlam, he stands on a desk and goes, Wendy, who's AJ Styles' wife, you know, like, I'll be your daddy, because your daddy ain't coming home. I mean, I won't lie, I've already filmed the... Um, the uh what do you call it uh the, the patron episode uh this week which will go up on friday really good chat with my man cody and i mean really good he had some fascinating insight and if anyone wonders why i do those podcasts they're all really good uh, i'm just talking about this one because it's the recent one but that's why i love having chats with people in the wrestling community there's some really interesting and fascinating and just yeah i mean i implore if, if you don't agree with it i'd implore you to listen to to all of them but check out this week's as well i just yeah it, i just i love talking with people about wrestling i find it fascinating but um, he made the best point that you know Samoa Joe is doing all of this within a PG era, and he's getting reactions from the crowd. So that's that's a really hard thing to do, and not really anybody else is doing it. So it's just yeah, I, I mean he did it even it may have been better on SmackDown. I don't know when he choked out AJ Styles and then looked right into the camera and just went, "Wendy, Daddy ain't coming home to tuck the kids in because he's already gone night night." It's just such a good line, and on paper. That probably looks like shit. Like, it probably looks really stupid. It's all about that delivery. But he delivered it perfectly. And it just made me laugh because I'm like, he's just such a... He's such a prick intentionally. Such a prick intentionally. I just... Oh, man. It makes me happy. It it really, 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 really made me happy because Samojo is such an asshole. And again, it makes me want to see AJ Styles kick kick his ass. I don't know how they... I I do think we need to get the championship on Joe. I don't think we can do what we did with Nakamura because otherwise it just undermines everything Joe has done, especially because AJ Styles' family is now involved. So I hope we don't... I hope we we don't... What's the word I'm looking for? But I just hope we do it. Just pull the trigger and, and get this done. AJ Styles can lose it now. He's held it for ages. The counterpoint to that is, do we want AJ Styles to have this huge title run? Like, I think he's already now the longest-running champion on SmackDown. I think that's the case. I think he beat JLBL's record the other day. But even with that said, as much as cool as that would be, sometimes the time is just right. I thought it was right for Nakamura, but we're past that now. I certainly think it's right with Samoa Joe. And he's doing so well... 
I feel like he needs the championship to really cement that reign, especially if he can then go and feud with Daniel Bryan. To me, that ticks so many boxes, and it's boxes I want to see ticked, if nothing else. I think it would be exciting. It would make me happy. I guess they're going to have a Hell in a Cell match. You, you've got to assume, because obviously AJ Styles got disqualified at SummerSlam because of what, <laughs> because of what, um, because of what uh, uh, Joe said. And I'll take that. I'll take AJ Styles and, a Samo- and Samoa Joe in a Hell in a Cell, no DQ, and then Joe comes out. Maybe he uses his kid or, or his family somehow to distract AJ. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But yeah, just really, really, really good world championship feud. I like everything with both belts at the moment in terms of the top ones. Roman Reigns is an anomaly and AJ Styles is the babyface champ everybody loves and Samoa Joe is easy to hate but also behind closed doors go what a brilliant pro wrestler he is. We talked about the Shield. We've done all of that. Obviously, Seth Rollins took on Dolph Ziggler at SummerSlam. Yeah, it was fine. It was good. You know, and then you had Dean Ambrose taking on Dolph Ziggler. Just kind of segue matches. I mean, the real thing is, I don't know if I talked about this already. You have to forgive me. What the Shield does now... Because Braun has to team up with surely Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler because Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins aren't done with that, or so it doesn't seem to be. But then you've got a really, wor- a really weird situation because you're mixing heels and faces, and but maybe that's what they want. Maybe they want to confuse this. But I'll be interested to see to see where it goes. We should probably talk about Ronda Rousey winning the Women's Championship too. A lot of people seem down on that. It's too soon, and she's running through people too quickly. But that's what she did in the UFC. So it's difficult to say it's unrealistic that she wouldn't be able to do this because she's done it. So, um, you know, I, I, don't, I, I don't really see the problem with it. And also, if you're going to go into Evolution, you know, the first ever women's pay-per-view, uh, WWE pay-per-view, you probably want the most mainstream and recognizable person in your company as the champion. It just, it just writes headlines and she can go and do all the press for it. Uh, so I didn't mind Alexa Bliss losing. I think Alexa Bliss... I mean, the fact that when Stephanie McMahon came out on Raw and she said, look at Alexa Bliss, and they cut to her, and she's like a sad puppy, Alexa Bliss is going to be fine. She knows what she's doing. She can stay over for, for a thousand years. But yeah, I'm, we, we will see. And who knows who Ronda Rousey uh, fused with now. She's just beat up Stephanie McMahon on, um, on Raw. The rumor is that she's going to face Nikki Bella in the main event at Evolution. I don't know how I feel about that. It's not a match I ever wanted to see. Really strange that the Bellas have just come back from nowhere. They were just doing a backstage interview at at SummerSlam. Now they're back. Okay, good. Thanks. Nice to see you. But you tell me. You tell me what you would like the main event of Evolution to be. At Simon316, just just drop me a tweet. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash the middle report rules. Yeah, you just let me know what that wouldn't have been my choice. Doesn't mean I'm, doesn't mean I'm right. Doesn't mean I'm wrong. But when you've got stuff like Alexa Bliss versus Trish Stratus was leaked out this week, you think, oh, that's going to be interesting. That's different. I've never thought I'd see that. Nikki Bella, I, think, I never thought I'd see Nick Belly Ronda Rousey either. So maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. We Let's just wait and see when we we'll see it happen. I thought it was fine. Beats up Stephanie McMahon on Raw. Yeah, like I got, I got, I got no issues, uh, no issues with that uh, um, whatsoever. And again, like I say, I thought I thought Raw and SmackDown both both ticked by. Like New Day, new tag team champions, fine. That I've got a lot of new champions, but that's good. It opens up, it opens up the door for hopefully you know you know new new ideas. And we should, of course, how can I forget this? Kurt Angle is no longer the Raw general manager. Stephanie McMahon put him on vacation. To which a few people got in touch with me and said, well, that means he could come back at any time. True, but that'd be pretty shit. I'm pretty sure he's been fired for a while. Baron Corbin being in the main uh, in that role, we do have we have seen a lot of heel GMs. How that works with Finn Balor as well, who obviously came back as the demon at SummerSlam and beat Baron Corbin and pissed him off. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm not going uh, to be down on it until 
until I know until I know what's going until I know what's going down. But I did enjoy both. I did enjoy Raw and I did enjoy SmackDown. I also want to give a shout out to onto Two Hundred Five Live for my man Wale, who, like an absolute hero, made an ups and downs reference, which was just brilliant, and then confirmed on Twitter that he did it. Uh, he did it because of of the show and myself, which was just humbling and flattering to, to say the least. So I thought, you know what, I shout him out on ups and downs, but I shout him out um, here as well because. Yeah, just <laughs> just surreal, absolutely surreal when stuff when stuff like that happens, and, I, and that kind of support means means the world to me, as it does from everyone listening to this. Of course, it's just those things surprise you. Man with five million followers, you're like, life, you know, life can be fun. Uh, one thing I do want to talk about as well from the from the two shows is obviously the uh, Rusev and Lana beat Andrade, Cien Almas, and Zelina Vega. Even though 24 hours previous, we'd already seen this, but the other way around. I cannot fathom. We cannot fathom that. Well, I just don't. What was the point? What was the point? So we had a match. I thought to push Andrade, which is fine. I, again, like I said about Braun and Kevin Owens, I don't want, in any sense, do I want um, Rusev to be used as the fall guy. But if he has to be, he has to be. As long as when it's his turn, the same rules apply. But to then flip back and just have that it's like it's like neither match happened do you know what i mean it's like ne- they, 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 neither was important and i get that aiden english came down and he, he took the chair away from andrade but i just it's almost like we hit reset and i get it was just on the pre-show so you know what differences they make but it just confused me i didn't really understand i didn't really understand what the point was but hey rusev is in such a strange position for me i think rusev is one of the well, I really do. I think he's one of the most underused talents ever. I think he's got everything, and I can't understand. Ever since he lost to John Cena, it's just been it's just been a downhill, a downhill crazy, uh, downhill world of crazy. But you never know what the future holds. Again, you've got to be in the game if you want to win. You don't want to be on the bench, and he's not. He's in the game. So you know we'll just have to wait and see what happens. But yeah, it, it certainly has surprised me a lot that all of a sudden I, I thought they were behind Andrade. Now I was like, okay, so I've got to deal with this for a while. And what happens next week? They just do it again, and he, and he loses again. You tell me because I don't know. Certainly, do get in touch and let me you know. Let me thought of all the shows in SummerSlam weekend. I've seen a lot of people hated on it. I would guess it's the people that usually hate on WWE shows. Not trying to be a dick or anything like that, but I think some people do watch WWE just to hate on it. But I really did. Like I really, really, really did enjoy everything. Everything they put on, especially with um, you know the SummerSlam itself. And I, I think it goes to show that WWE can run these longer shows and make sure they tick over faster than they usually do. Uh, like I said, WrestleMania was an absolute slog. I don't think that there's uh, you know any, any, any debate about that. But this one felt quicker, it felt faster, it felt more enjoyable, and I certainly wasn't bored at any time. I thought it was really well paced. And if they can start doing that with more pay-per-views and hopefully you know reduce the length of the B pay-per-views, for lack of a better term, that works for everybody. You don't want to diminish the long ones by having them all the time. That would be ridiculous. I think they probably will do that, but I still think it's ridiculous. I mean, I can I say what I think and then we see what happens. But, yeah, I, I really, I really, you know, the Roman Reigns thing at the end, good. Seth winning the IC title to start, good. Everything else paced throughout. Elias' segment was weird. Kind of felt like they felt they had to get him on the show, and then Bobby Lashley didn't even show up at all. Bobby Lashley is something that worries me. Bobby Lashley has something. If you saw him in TNA, you know that he's got more than currently WWE are allowing him to show off. I don't know why they seem so... Um, yeah, so so against putting him in a feud or, or, or something. Like, he's only really feud with, with Sami Zayn, and that was it. So I don't know about that. 
that was really that that was really strange. But hey, look, we'll we'll wait and see. But overall, big fan of SummerSlam. Big fan of Raw, big fan of SmackDown, big fan of NXT TakeOver. I think it sets WWE up an interesting path as long as they can capitalize on that going forward. This Australian show certainly seems like it's holding a lot of weight. Triple H was on Raw promoting his match with The Undertaker. I mentioned all the stuff with Miz and Daniel Bryan. I think that's coming up in October, is that show? Is that right? I think that's right. It's got a stupid name. Let's look it up. It's got, it's got a really red yeah, WWE Super Showdown. <laughs> it's like one of those things you'd expect when you were a kid. And WWE started naming pay-per-view events. Even Saturday Night's main event. That is a stupid name for a show. Saturday Night's main event. What are you talking about? I mean, obviously, they just wanted to tap into Saturday Night Live, right? And this is what they wanted to do. But it's still a stupid It's still a stupid name. In Your House was the worst. Super Showdown sounds like an In Your House um, name. In Your House is really weird. I don't, know how, I don't know what my age demographics to people listen to this is, but I'm sure you remember In Your House. It's basically when WWE started doing... Uh, B pay-per-views and they thought they'd call it In Your House because interest ego so the first six In Your Houses didn't actually have proper titles they were just In Your House 1 In Your House 2 but in the description they did have names so for example In Your House 4 was Great White North and In Your House 6 was Rage in the Cage but the In Your House 7 started and they started putting colons in the title with uh, tagline so it was In Your House 7 Good Friends Better Enemies or the worst one this is the worst one by a mile In Your House 8 Beware of dog. <laughs> what does that even mean? Beware of dog. It's just a stupid... What's what dog? That is... Just, oh, I don't... What they, I don't understand what they were getting at the time, but that is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, this is bad too. In your house 12, it's time. What? That was headlined by Psycho Sid versus Bret Hart for the WWE title. I don't even remember that. Good grief. December 15th, 1996, West Palm Beach, Florida. All the rest are fine. Revenge of the Taker, A Cold Day in Hell, Canadian Stampede, which is brilliant. Final Four, that's also brilliant. And the last one, in case you're interested, was April 25th, 1999. A lot later than I remember. I thought they were done by then. And apparently it was Backlash. Because from In Your House 17, they switched it. They started putting the other name first, and In Your House was last. So, yeah, 17 was Ground Zero, In Your House. But there was no, you know, there was no number, and In Your House was at the end. And then, yeah, the last In Your House was called Backlash. Which was the first backlash. Huh. There you go. There's some trivia for you. I did not realize that was the case. So now you know. I thought backlash. Oh, there you go. And backlash is still going today. I mean, that's got to be the only one, right? St. Valentine's Day Massacre, Rock Bottom, Judgment Day, Breakdown, Fully Loaded, Over the Edge, Unforgiven, No Way Out, DX, Bad Blood. Yeah, that's the only one that survived in the house here. I've probably forgotten one and you're now screaming. But if, if WWE can get away with calling pay-per-views that, you can call it WWE Super Showdown. But look, I don't know whether they put Triple H on Raw because it's not selling out or whatever. But they're clearly making it a big deal. And we can obviously all watch it on the um, WWE Network. That's an interesting month. Because Evolution is October the 28th. And that's on October the 6th. Hmm. The match we've got so far as well... It's apparently the Shield versus TBA. TBA are a good team. Daniel Bryan versus The Miz, we mentioned. And then John Cena and Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens and Elias. I didn't know that. And The Undertaker versus Triple H. It's not bad on paper. I mean, we'll have to go, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But sounds all right. Sounds all right to me. So I don't know. On the, also, on the subject of John Cena, first SummerSlam he's missed in 15 years, I think they said. So there you go. There you go. So you can keep an eye out for that. Obviously, WWE are pushing that uh, uh, quite hard. Before we uh, do move on to answer your questions, 
they, you know, the other news that I found most interesting this week was that apparently Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks did reach out to CM Punk to try and get him in the All In Show, which only a couple of weeks away. Don't forget, that's really close. Obviously, I don't think they would have announced that if he was going to be on the show. A lot of people still thought maybe he'll be there. So I don't think that's going to happen. Obviously, right now, CM Punk probably doesn't want to do that. I don't know if you've been keeping up with all the stuff with Colt Cabana, but Colt, every time, Colt Cabana. But it certainly doesn't come across as good for um, for CM Punk right now. I'm not going to weigh in on it. That's just my, yeah, that's just my, uh, that's just my opinion. So we will see. Uh, we, we will see, but that would be. You know, I, I don't. I think All In's going to be really good. I don't think CM Punk's going to be there. I don't think it's the right time. And I don't necessarily think he'll get the reaction that maybe he would have once got. So probably best to err uh, on the side of caution in uh, in this instance. But wrapping everything up, I think great few days for WWE. And we didn't mention. I should have specifically called out the super kick that Adam Cole did to Ricochet on NXT Takeover. I mean. Flipping Nora, man. The stuff they... I, no wonder sometimes they get a bit mad when we all crap all over them. <laughs> Just The things they do to me are amazing. Uh, before we do answer your questions again, go to the Facebook group, Simon is Pro Wrestling Podcast. Search for that and you can uh, ask a question, join. Just have a really good chat with an awesome wrestling community. All of this is all supported by Simon Miller's uh, patron. That's me, my patron. Patreon.com for Simon316. Even if you can only give me a dollar, it helps me so much. Because that's what allows me to do all this stuff. I can take time to actually work on it like it's my job. That's what it's there for. You know, it, um, it, it pays for all of this uh, without wanting to push, uh, to, to push it too, too hard. But it's true. I'm on Twitter, Instagram at Simon316. And this podcast will also be up at YouTube, youtube.com forward slash The Miller Report Rules. And there's a bunch of nonsense on there as well. And we all love nonsense. Don't pretend you don't. So certainly do, uh, do go check out my nonsense, should you so wish. I would certainly appreciate it. Uh, right, as you know, I've broken up. I've switched around the way we're breaking up these podcasts these days. So on Friday, you will get your Patreon special. And again, I really, even if in your head, that doesn't sound very good. I would check it out. I, I, I would just check it out. I, I think some really interesting debates and discussions come from those things. You never know how someone's going to approach the product. And that is what's exciting to me. Uh, but also, we will... Um, you know, we, we break it so it's half an hour as we've just done talking about what's going on in wrestling, and then half an hour doing a Q and A or thereabouts. However many questions there are, we'll go through them. I will say, as I'm recording this, I've just got an update. WWE has confirmed, and we knew this anyway, but they have confirmed that bro, uh, Eric Rowan has suffered a torn right bicep. Uh, probably again, probably why they they did indeed lose on SmackDown. He's going undergo surgery to repair the injury this week. So now we just got to keep everything crossed. That Luke Harper gets, but a that he gets back and soon and gets better. I don't, I wouldn't wish it better on anything, but also that we should, uh, yeah, you know, hope that Luke Harper gets a good push because Luke Harper is really, 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 really good, and I don't think he's ever got the 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 push that he deserves as a single star. That's what I will say. That's what I will say. This has just popped up on my feed as well, which I'll, I'll talk about quickly. Apparently, Chris Jericho on his Talk, uh, talk Is Jericho podcast was talking about All In and a discussion he had with Vince McMahon. I'll just read it to you as a quote because I think this may spawn some interesting debate. I told Vince about All In four or five months ago and we were just discussing and shooting the breeze and I said, yeah, the show is in September in Chicago. And Vince is like, ah, oh, I wish they would have called me. September's the worst time of year to promote. It's terrible. And I'm like, you know, old school 40 years of promoting. And he goes, you should have called me. Don't think you called that one right, Vince. Pretty sure it's sold out 
Also pretty sure New Japan and Ring of Honor just sold out Madison Square Garden as well. But we'll see. Let's go and answer some questions. The first one is from Bradley Luke. Two rumored NXT call-ups happening soon. Who do you think it will be? And if different, who would you like it to be? Also, yes. Which, uh, oh, sorry, I forgot about this. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me, Bradley. So uh, not everyone's done it at all, but there's a few. Because there were such disparaging opinions about SmackDown, I simply asked to put yes or no at the end of a question. And we can find out if you liked SmackDown, if you liked SummerSlam. It's the third time I've done that. If you liked SummerSlam or not. I'm just going through now. A few people have said it. But when it's there, if I shout out yes, that means the person likes SummerSlam. If they said no, they don't. But Bradley said yes. I assume the two call-ups are going to be, I mean, maybe Adam Cole and EC3, given they lost their titles. I don't want either of them to be called up. It doesn't work after WrestleMania. We don't need any call-ups right now. So they're just going to be lost in the shuffle. There's no one waiting for an opponent. So if I had to choose the two, I'd imagine it would be those two. Or maybe Shayna Baszler. Maybe Shayna Baszler and EC3. That probably makes a bit more sense. We need women on the on the main roster. But I hope no one. There's no. There, there, there's no. There's nothing. <laughs> there's just nothing. They'll lose. They'll get lost in the shuffle right now, in my opinion. So I hope it doesn't happen. But yes, I would put my money on those two. Thomas Sutton. Can Roman Reigns finally rescue the Universal Championship? And SummerSlam gets a yes from me. Seeing that people like SummerSlam. Um, I, I, I think he can rescue it. I think he has rescued it. I think just having it back on, on, on Raw instantly makes Raw more fun. You know, seeing him come out with it as the champ, seeing him have an instant match with Finn Balor, you know, getting the, the, that feeling in the crowd that maybe he was going to lose it and Braun was going to cash in. So that's three things we've been able to do just because the championship was on Raw. We wouldn't be able to do all that Braun Strowman stuff. If we didn't have the title on Raw, because you know, if he came, maybe like the title not here, Braun, what are you doing? Go back to eating, I don't know, beef or whatever you do. So, yes, I think it's already happened. I, my, I think the most important thing in the world was just getting it onto somebody else, letting Brock Lesnar go away and then taking it from there. So I'm pleased. Uh, I'm, I'm pleased that we've done that. So um, yeah, I, I, I already think that we're doing well. Ashley Robinson Voss, how do you book Ronda's reign, especially with regard to its end? Like you said, she's a fighter and kayfabe, her SummerSlam match had no other logical ending. So is she champion forever? As for Super Slam, like a resounding yes for me, great show. I like this. I like the positivity. I, I imagine that's why we keep doing all this stuff with Stephanie, right? When it is time for Ronda to lose it, I'm sure... I think it goes one of two ways. Either Stephanie gets involved and you screw her out of it, proper Stone Cold Steve Austin style, and then you've protected her... Or you do get to next year's WrestleMania, you do Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey, and you put Charlotte over because she's WWE's gal, right? And that gives her a major rub, which is only going to be good, um, which is only going to be good, you know, for everybody all around. And Ronda Rousey probably can lose and get away with it. She is a proper celebrity, Ronda Rousey. And my mum knows who Ronda Rousey is. She doesn't know why she knows, but she's heard her name so much, it's in the sphere of influence. So I imagine they do that, but I got no problem with Ronda being the champ. I thought she was good on Raw, good at SummerSlam, and now we'll just see where we go from here. She's only going to get better. She's not all of a sudden going to get worse. Charlie Esparza. Hey, Simon, what are some drastic changes in WWE would you like to see? X Ura debuts and Cole wins the WWE title or Bullet Club show up and lay out the shield, have a working relationship with NGP, and on SummerSlam it was 50-50. Am I missing something here? Hang on, I'm Googling this thing. I probably should know who that is, and I don't. Who's Ura? Am I being stupid? Probably. I'm stupid a lot. Someone tell me. I've, I've clearly missed something there. I do that a lot. You'll have to forgive me. Uh, drastic changes. Adam Cole winning the WWE title, I'd be all for. 
because I think Adam Cole already has all the, you know, he has everything he needs. He's just biding his time for when he gets called up. Doesn't mean he's going to win the WWE title, but I think he has all the tools you need to. Um, Bullet Club showing up, laying out the shield and working relationship with New Japan. Like, yes, it would be awesome, but it's never going to happen. WWE apparently are livid that New Japan have sold out the, uh, the Madison Square Garden. So I imagine they're just going to fire shots back and go south the Tokyo Dome, or at least try to. I don't think there's ever going to be a working relationship there. I don't see how there could be either because they're two businesses vying for a very similar audience in some fashion. You know, there is a group that's, that's trying to win. So, I mean, a drastic shift for me would be something like Rusev winning the title. I know I've gone about Rusev all the time, but that to me would be a drastic shift and one that I would enjoy, but also one that I don't expect to see anytime soon. Tom A.W. Llewellyn. Hey, Simon, hope you're recovering well. I am, thank you, hopefully. What would your thoughts be on an NXT versus main roster pay-per-view? We could develop some interesting stories that fully come to fruition when the NXT wrestlers eventually get called up, and it would be a good way to give the NXT stars some further global recognition. As for SummerSlam, yes, but TakeOver was yes time 100. I don't see why not. I can't see of a negative reason or a reason that would hamper WWE. I think the most important part of doing that is, yes, you allow NXT people to, you know, get more of a spotlight and and sort of help them when they do eventually make that jump up. I guess the problem would be no one is going to let the main roster people win or lose. So all the NXT guys are going to be crapped on because I think from Vince McMahon's and management's eyes, NXT is the lesser brand. So my only worry would be is that everybody loses. If they don't do that and they treat it seriously, then yeah, I'd also like to see some kind of NXT invasion angle at some point. I can't believe we haven't done this after all this time. You could even have Triple H leading it if Triple H wants to get back on TV in a couple of years or whatever. Um, you could act as the Paul Heyman of that group. I do think WWE could do more with NXT in terms of blurring it with the main roster. I don't think we need another pay-per-view, but there's ways and means. Maybe a takeover or something. I don't know, but yes, I, I like the idea. Uh, Thomas Speller. I feel that Survivor Series should have more on the line when it comes to brand versus brand. What is your thoughts on this and what would you put on the line? Also, SummerSlam gets a yes from me. Everyone's saying yes. I like this. Well, I mean, I don't know if we are doing brand versus brand at Survivor Series, but if we do, it should be something to do with the Raw Rumble, right? That's We, we have the Raw Rumble always influences WrestleMania, so Survivor Series should influence the Raw Rumble given that's the next big... I'm not saying I'd like this, but it makes sense in my head. So maybe if the Survivor Series team wins, say SmackDown Survivor Series team win, and Randy Orton and Nakamura are the last two guys surviving, maybe they get to choose their number. I don't know how that would work. It's not the, the, the best thought out idea. But maybe there's some kind of influence on the Raw Rumble. But you're right. It should be more versus brand versus brand. You need something. You need some kind of bragging rights. Maybe the winning team. Uh, I mean, the problem is I can't think of anything. You can't really do title shots unless one person wins. But that's going to feel a bit on the nose. But you are right. I think we need to come up with a really good idea as to what it is, though. Maybe. No, that doesn't work either. I don't know. I was going to say maybe if SmackDown wins, they get to be the last 15 entrants and Raw entrants have to be the first 15, but I don't like that in my Rumbles. I like my Rumbles to be surprising and, uh, yeah, out of nowhere. I don't like to have any kind. I didn't even like it back as much as I have nostalgia for it. I didn't even like it back in the day when you had Vincent Mann going, Hulk Hogan, and his picture would come flying towards the screen. I don't want anything. I want to go into the Raw Rumble not knowing anything. So... Yeah, that's my thing. Also, Thomas says, how do you avoid spoilers for pay-per-views and other wrestling things when you go on holiday? I was on holiday during SummerSlam weekend and really struggled with spoilers because of the internet. Any advice? Just got to stay off the internet, my friend. I know that sucks, especially in this day and age, but it's true. I'm different in that regard because I don't actually mind spoilers that much. I know, I'm that guy, but I just, it doesn't, 
it just doesn't bother me. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. I, I'm happy to, you know, if I find out, I find out. I'm like, okay, never mind. <laughs> we'll go on. Uh, uh, we'll go on to something else. So we will. Uh, um, I, you just have to stay off the internet. I know it sucks. It's the only way. Stay off the internet. Uh, Sam Oakley, most controversial wrestling opinion, and yes, so he's on the Summer Sam train as well. Most controversial wrestling opinion. Hmm. Most controversial wrestling opinion. And now I go quiet as I try and think about this. I don't think I have one. Do I have? Oh, I like every. I like WWE. Is that a controversial opinion? It certainly seems to be in this day and age. People get mad at me all the time. The amount of people go, you're so biased. Am I? Am I? <laughs> I don't think I am. I'll have to think about that. I think I have one apart from that I'm happy just to enjoy wrestling because it's fun. Alex Pearson. Hi, Simon. Just want to say thanks for the amazing content you keep putting out. Well, that's nice, Alex. Thank you. I appreciate that. What do you think the WWE has planned for Jeff Hardy now? And yes, I like SummerSlam. There's a great... I mean, he's got a few with Randy Orton for a while. I imagine Nakamura probably still gets involved in some respect unless they're going to spin him out entirely. I just think they see this Randy Orton feud play out and then, I don't know, Jeff Hardy's in that legend position where he can kind of do whatever he wants now and he's going to get cheered. He is who he is and he'll, he'll be whoever he will be. I just find it amazing that Matt Hardy may retire before Jeff Hardy. Who saw that coming? That's, that's unexpected. James Bromfield. Who do you think would have been the best choice for Mr. or Mrs. Money in the Bank in the Attitude Era? And what would they have done with it? As ever, sir, you are awesome. That's kind, James. Thank you. Thanks for all the awesome content. And I hope your shoulder gets better soon. Yes to SummerSlam. I like all this positivity. This is the community we've created. It makes me happy. Who do you, well, the thing is, it would be all the same people because imagine Stone Cold Steve Austin with the briefcase. It would be awesome. It just would be. Every time that glass broke, everyone would go doubly crazy and they already did. The Rock could have done it because he was so arrogant. Someone like Kane would have been threatening the Braun Strowman back then. Um, let Lower down the card, I think you could have given it to a Kurt Angle. That would have worked when he first started, that is. Kurt Angle would have done well with that. I think most guys, I think the Money in the Bank, the reason the Money in the Bank actually, um, uh, uh, gimmick works so well is that it just makes sense. And that it's just, whoever gets it, you're instantly invested in them. And I think that's, that's why it's got such a strength. Because you can use it to make somebody better, which is what the world title used to be. And hopefully we're slowly getting back to... Um, Back to that as we go. Thomas Speller. Oh, you can, look at that, Thomas. You got in again. Good for you. If CM Punk came back to WWE for just a promo battle, who would you like to see him matched up with on the mic in the current roster? Kevin Owens. Done. Aiden O'Connell. Hey, Simon. Your view on Drake Maverick. I liked him. Me too, Aiden. I think he's a refreshing change in the overly done GM role. Did you watch him as Rockstar Spud in Impact? Remember British Boot Camp and how he ultimately got into Impact? Do you think he's improving the Cruiserweight Classic uh, or 205 Live as general manager? And a yes to SummerSlam. All of those are yes. I remember all of that. I've always liked Rockstar Spud. I interviewed him for this podcast once. You can go back into that. He's a very nice guy and everybody says good things about him. I've never heard a bad word about Rockstar Spud. All I ever hear is people saying that uh, he's a really good mind for the business and I can certainly see why. Garth Jones, Gareth Jones. What do you make of the Shield reunion on Monday? I'm a little confused if they're portraying them as heels since Braun is the biggest baby face in the company right now. Yes, I enjoy SummerSlam and hope the arm heals up ASAP. Me too, Gareth. Thank you. I think we kind of touched on that. I think given the situation Roman Reigns finds himself in, WWE's just throwing it to the Wolves. And that's going to be interesting, right? It's an intriguing prospect. We'll have to see what's going to happen. But yes, I'm excited to see where it goes. I don't have their heels yet. 
Monday will tell us, which is why I'm excited about Raw. Luke Robinson, personally, the Demon vs. Corbin match was one of my favorites from SummerSlam, reminded me of the Taker vs. Cena match. Would you like to see more squash matches like those two in future pay-per-views or just less match on the card? And yes, the SummerSlam. I agree. I got no problem with the squash matches because, again, they broke up the pace of the card. It's a five-hour-plus card. I don't want to see the same thing over and over again. That's why one of my favorite things from Mania was Taker versus Cena because it was different and was, like, you know, dragged out for the whole thing. I say dragged. It's too negative. It's a positive. So, yes, I would. I would like to see it. And if people have to suffer, it sucks, but so be it. It makes it more entertaining. Chris Harris. We watched SummerSlam at Walkabout in Bristol. Did you get glass? That's a joke. That was a joke. I didn't mean that. Couldn't tell if it was just the sound system they were using, but were the crowd really quiet for a lot of the show? Thought it was a really good event, especially the squash matches. I think they dipped more than they did on Raw and SmackDown, but I'm going to put that down to the running length. They certainly dipped in Daniel Bryan Miz. They certainly dipped in Shinsuke versus Hardy. But overall, I thought they were a good crowd, and they really, really spent a lot of energy when Becky turned heel. That was a huge pop. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think it maybe a little bit your sound system, but mostly, no, I'd say the audience were maybe not as hyped as they had been for TakeOver or the following Raw and SmackDown. Lewis Matson, what are you looking to get out of your wrestling career in the next five to ten years? And yes to SummerSlam. Well, at the moment, just to get back. That's it. I can't really think outside of that now. Uh, my injury is a lot worse than, than people first thought, which is uh, quite sad, all things considered, um, and quite difficult to deal with mentally. Well, it was. It was. But just to get back and then to take it match by match and, and see what happens. Keep it simple. Don't overthink these things. Enjoy it day to day and enjoy it because we enjoy it. I think sometimes that's the best way to approach this stuff. Chris Chester, with Roman winning the Universal title, Seth Rollins winning the IC title, and The Shield appearing to reunite, I definitely think they have, what does this do, do for Dean, short, medium, and long-term? Would, you would assume the long-term booking will be him versus Seth at Mania after a breakup, but being the only member who is hot from return not having any gold, does this hurt him? I don't think so. I think that's how WWE sees it as well. Roman's Roman, plus he's got a title. Seth is Seth, plus he's got a title. And Dean has all the momentum too, because he's only just come back, right? So we're all excited to see him. I don't think it hurts him at all. I think we do turn him heel in a, maybe three, four months. And yes, we go into that feud with Seth at Mania, maybe six months. And we go into that feud with, with Seth with the roles reversed. But no, right now, I think they're all really strong. Really strong. And I think that's why the reunion will work and why I want to see it. Uh, Carla Sainz. I hope you got your last name right. What is the worst theme song on either Raw or SmackDown? Mine would be The Revival. I talked about this on Ups and Downs for SmackDown today. Brie Bella's song. When it goes, Brie Mard. I hate that. It scares the crap out of me. Change it. Ugh. Lindsay Clark, I've just been listening to your band on Spotify. Awesome. Ah, oh, Lindsay, you're all right by me. And you can all go listen to my band on Spotify, MG and the Juggernaut, new song, Never in Secret. And I would appreciate that too. Which wrestler would, loved, which wrestler would you love to use one of your songs for the entrance apart from Heel Simon? SummerSlam, hell yes. Well, if Triple H used one of my songs, I wouldn't be unhappy. Otherwise, anyone I like. So Kevin Owens... Uh, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Rusev, Rusev. I picked Rusev, actually. Rusev. Anyone. Even if it got used for Brie Bella, who I just dissed her track, I wouldn't care. If I got it to be used on a WWE show, that would be, um, that would just be brilliant. Blow my mind. Nilesh Vasani. Have the big four pay-per-views become like a Raw show? I say this because it seems as if they are now being used to further storylines, i.e. Nakamura turn at Mania, Becky turn at SummerSlam, finish to Joe and AJ, and finish to Brian Miz. I remember these shows having blow-off to feuds. Should we bother watching Raw anymore as not much storyline is built on there anymore? Yes to SummerSlam. I think the pay-per-views now promote Raw and SmackDown rather than vice versa because TV's more important, yes. So no, I think you should be watching Raw more because that's where all the stuff's going to happen, and we use the pay-per-view just to see. It's a very, very short-term business now. So SummerSlam was done, 
So you want to watch Raw and SmackDown, and Hell in a Cell will do the same. Uh, pay-per-views aren't pay-per-views anymore. We call them that, but they're network specials. And because of that, they're all just one and the same, but one is kind of used for blow-offs, maybe sometimes changing the nature of things. But really, if you look at it from a business standpoint, yes, Raw and SmackDown are more important because they make all the money. It's all about money. Adam Pearson, did you lose your mind when the Shield reunited as badass heels and destroyed Braun Strowman? Yes to SummerSlam. I enjoyed it. I don't necessarily think I took them as heels, but I certainly like the storyline. My favorite thing about it was, oh, the storylines are brilliant. It allows me, as an audience member, to pick and choose, and I like having that. It's like a pick-your-own-adventure book. Nick Palmer, is Roman the most over-babyface now that he's turned heel? Yes, to some extent, but I'm easily pleased. I don't think he's turned heel. I don't think attacking Braun Strowman turns him heel. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll have to see. Look, we'll talk about this next week. Once Raw's done, we can decide whether we think the, the Shield are heels or not. I don't think so. I think WWE's just leaving it out there. And we don't know what's going to happen. Maybe Roman turns on all of them. So I don't know. Josh Jell. Hi, Simon. Now that Roman is champion, who do you think is most likely going to dethrone him? Braun Strowman excluded, of course. And yes, I did enjoy SummerSlam. Well, if not Braun Strowman, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. I can't even think of a name that they do. Maybe Dean Ambrose if he goes heel. Unlikely to be Seth Rollins. If it's not Braun Strowman, it's going to be someone awful like Baron Corbin. I like Baron Corbin, but he's not ready. So I'd, I'd, worry, that, I'd worry they would do that. But I don't know. I don't know is my answer. Alex White, what path do you see for Drew and Dolph? Yes, 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 to SummerSlam. Um, I think eventually they've got to break up and they've got to do a feud. Then we've got to push Drew McIntyre into the main event. Going to the last question, if you want Drew McIntyre to dethrone Dolph Ziggler, uh, Dolph Ziggler, Roman Reigns, ain't got no problem with that. That man is, is main event, no question. Adam Donald, favorite match of the weekend between TakeOver and SummerSlam? Yes to SummerSlam. Between them, does that mean I only get to choose one? If that is the case, my favorite match would be... Um, Adam Cole Ricochet. If I get to pick one from each, I would also throw... Now I can't remember the SummerSlam card. Hang on. I watched too much wrestling this week. As well. well, not too much. I watched the the right amount, but it does mean I, I easily forget what's what and what happened where it all blurs into one. Uh, probably Samojo AJ Styles. Yeah, I love that. I love the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what to do that for? Um, and now I have lost where I was. Adam, Andrew Mallory. How long would you have Braun continue attempting to cash in and being stopped storyline? And how would you keep it from becoming stale? And of course, yes to SummerSlam. Not one no yet for SummerSlam. Just saying. I had one 50-50 actually, to be fair. I think you have to go with the fans. It's certainly not boring. They can certainly do it for a few more weeks. I'm certainly interested in it. And it all depends on the, on the momentum that you get. But no, at the moment, I think it's fine. I don't know when the end point comes because, again, they could come up with some really good idea. But at least for a couple of months. I don't think we need to do anything to the end of the year, if not necessarily early next year. That's okay. You can run it through to the end of the year because it only really just started to cash in. So, yeah, I'd, I'd hold off it for a little bit. Jonathan Fagan. Hope you're healing up nice, Simon. I appreciate that, Jonathan. Thank you. Some of my, fav my favourite things no longer exist in WWE on the whole. Vignettes, managers, and factions. I get vignettes cost money and time on shows, but considering how impactful recent managers have been and the huge success... Of factions, why aren't we seeing more of them, especially bigger factions than bands of three? Any thoughts? And yes to SummerSlam. Well, I've always been informed, and who knows how true this is, is that it's just because Vince McMahon doesn't like factions. And he did them in the Attitude Era because, you know, the NWO were huge and he felt like he had to respond to that. But ultimately, yeah, he just didn't like factions, so he didn't do it. We still kind of get vignettes, but not really. I mean, not introductory uh, uh, vignettes. You're certainly right about that. Financially, it's not really an excuse because right now they're making more money than ever. So, 
I don't know. I guess they just don't like them or they don't think they work in 2018. That can be the only reason. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's all I've got. You're right. They should do more than that because it would make it more interesting. I can't answer that question. I'd love to, but I can't. I agree with you, though. I certainly do. I love factions as well. Absolutely love them. Mark Rory Day. So Paul Heyman turned up on Raw to request a title rematch at Hell in a Cell for Brock, which was refused by Kurt Angle. Now, I don't see them doing this or doing this if Brock's totally done with WWE. But do you think Brock will be taking some time off to do UFC, but will still have a contract of sorts with WWE for the odd appearance and match, like the big four pay-per-views? Or do you think we've seen the last of Brock for a while or for good in WWE? Oh, and from what I've seen of SummerSlam, Yes. I think Brock Lesnar's probably done contractually with WWE because it's too confusing if he is going back to, to UFC. I, I think I would just confuse all the odds. And I imagine Dana White nor Vincent Mann would enjoy that. I do believe he will come back to WWE though, yes. I don't think he's done by any stretch of the imagination. And I think this is good. I think he can go away. I think he can do his match at SummerSlam. Uh, SummerSlam. His UFC match in January, wherever it is. Maybe do another one. And when he's ready to come back, he can come back. He's not the Universal Champion. He'll be gone a lot, lot away long enough that we'll want to see him again. And because he's not hampered by that championship, we can put him in feuds with people we actually want to see that otherwise wouldn't be anywhere near the title scene. Bobby Lashley, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, uh, Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan. You know, all these people I'd like to see him do with, but they won't do it for the Universal title. So I do think he'll come back. And I think he'll be a huge star again. For the record, again, there's lots of news out there that suggests he still does really good TV ratings and he does get more people watching WWE. So there's that. David Haxon. I love SummerSlam. It was possibly 45 minutes too long, but that's value, I guess. And value is in inverted commas. The NXT TakeOver stole the show, in my opinion, but that's not where the money and next generation of fans is developed. We are really lucky to have these two styles of show available when pretty much everything in the industry is owned by one man. I like that comment, David. I agree with you. Good attitude. My question, will the upcoming Melbourne show be just another glorified house show cashing like the recent Royal Rumble or an opportunity for a fit and well-prepared Undertaker to say a final goodbye? <laughs> Sorry for any typos. I'm sailing and I've had beers. Dude, that does not sound like a good... Beers and sailing? Reply to this comment to let me know you're okay. You only said it four hours ago. Tomorrow, let me know you're okay. Love the podcast. Cheers. Thanks, man. Um, no, by, by the stretch of things, it sounds like the Melbourne show is going to be huge. I don't think it'll be Undertaker's last match. I don't think you'd do that there. I still think it'll be at WrestleMania, even though they did that a couple of years ago. But given that The Miz and uh, Daniel Bryan is our number one contendership match, yeah, I think it is going to be an important show. I, I like the Greatest Royal Rumble too. I mean, you're right. In hindsight, it meant nothing. But this one seems like it's going to have more weight to it. Or at least I hope it does. It'd be strange if we didn't follow through on that. Afonso uh, Coimbra. Good name. What do you think about the recent involvement of the Bella Twins in WWE? I think it's weird because they've come out of nowhere. I don't mind them coming back, but they could have done something. Especially, do you think that the mixed tag match at Hell in the Stale was the right move after the match at SummerSlam ended the way it did? No, I don't. I think I already talked about that, right? If I hate someone, I want to fight them. I don't go partner, wife boyfriend, husband, darling, uh, whatever, I don't go, do you want to come fight? If I told my girlfriend right now I'm having a mood, I want her to come fight, she'd go, what are you talking about, boy? She'd think I was nuts. Um, yes, I like SummerSlam, and I also really appreciate your podcast. Keep up the awesome work, and I hope you make a speedy recovery from your injury. Thanks, Afonso. I probably shouldn't read those bits, should I? But I like them, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> Jordan Anderson, who should Tommaso Ciampa face next, considering Johnny and Alistair are injured? Yes to SummerSlam. <laughs> I don't know. That is a great question because you want to see Johnny Gargano again, but you're right, Alistair Black's away. I don't have an answer. 
I'll get back to you. Christian Brown, I didn't see SummerSlam, so I can't say whether I enjoyed it or not. However, I was watching a YouTube video on SummerSlam, and while they were talking about the Cruiserweight title match, this idea randomly popped into my head, which for the record, I don't see happening. But I was curious how realistic it sounded to you. Do you think your fellow Englishman and workout buddy Neville, if only, would retire to get out of his contract situation with WWE? No. I think that creates too many legal problems. They could probably screw him over if if he then went and worked somewhere else. That's probably in the contract as well. I think that'd be really risky, so no, I don't think he'll do that. But I miss Neville. What a waste of a talent right now, as long as he's happy. Liam Christopher, what do you think of Benky Lynch's comments? Truth or kayfabe? And yes, to SummerSlam. I assume you mean in the interview she did when she mentioned uh, that if she had a famous dad or had better breast enhancements, maybe she'd be higher up the card. I, I'll just say this. I think everything Becky Lynch has done in the last few weeks has been awesome. I'll leave it there. Aaron Gaspar, what are the backstage whispers like about WWE hiring up all the indie talent? Is it positive, negative? Well, I don't think anything concrete. I imagine there's pros and cons, right? You want wrestlers to have the best kind of jobs, and I imagine WWE pays the most, but also you want the indie scene to flourish. Flourish? Flourish? <laughs> what mistake that was. Verbal typo. So I'd say it's somewhere in between, but I do think competition is best. Competition is always best. Mark Roy Day, do you think the crowd ruined face and heels in WWE? I'll give you an example. Back in the days, faces and heels were accepted much more as faces and heels by the audience. However, in today's climate, WWE clearly pushed certain characters, Roman Reigns, John Cena, as faces, but the crowd boo them. The main reason I ask is what happened at the end of the SmackDown women's title match with the Becky Lynch and Charlotte turn. Becky clearly hit... Becky clearly turned heel, and the crowd cheered insanely loud for it. Does it ruin the storytelling for you as a viewer, or do you not really mind it? I'm all for people being vocal and participating in the product as there is as, ugh, as it is their right, but sometimes I find it completely ruins what would otherwise be a good angle. Case in point, the crowd going nuts in a positive way for Becky. No, I, I, look, it's difficult, right? One of the reasons I like AJ Styles and Samojo is because AJ Styles gets booed, and Samojo gets, uh, just gets cheered, and Samojo gets booed, and that's the way it's meant to be. Stay with Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, and that's probably the better example, because that just works wonderfully. Doesn't mean, I, I can't, I, do th- I don't think it's fair to, to, to sort of paint it with a super, a canvas that big. John Cena was an anomaly. That was the first time that's ever really happened, and eventually he turned it around. I think universally now, most people respect John Cena, and the boos are almost like, ha-ha. Roman Reigns' boons aren't ha-ha. They're a lot more aggressive and a lot more vitriolic. I don't know whether it's a problem or not, though, just because it is what it is. And Roman Reigns does get... I mean, that reaction he got at the start of Raw was so big, I sat there and went, this man is a star. That's what he felt like to me. (sighs) I think balance is key. AJ Styles, like I say, it, it helps massively that people like him and we're meant to like him. And it does help the stories. You can't argue that. If you've got good guys and bad guys and their roles are clearly understood, then yeah, you can tell better stories because you know what you should do. But also, a New York crowd cheering Becky is not that surprising. With the Becky Lynch thing, we really need to see how it goes down the line. Um, if, if we're still here in a couple of months, then maybe it is affecting it or maybe it's the best thing we've ever seen. I don't know. But I don't know how I feel about it overall. I guess I watch wrestling a bit differently now. I kind of watch it week to week, whereas back in the day, yes, I would think about where we're going weeks down the line. For me, you know, SmackDown today was just SmackDown, and maybe it ties into next week, maybe it doesn't. But no, I don't mind it necessarily, although I think probably if we did have it the other way, it would make for a better product. That's a very diplomatic and political answer. But maybe if they just made bad guys bad guys, it's hard to boo Becky because what she did was justified really you're like 
okay, I, I, I find it hard to, to, to question what you've done because you're right. <laughs> and I think that's the real issue. I don't know. I think we're living in interesting times in WWE. This is really the internet era if you want something... Um, if you want something to properly sum it up. The internet has changed a lot. And one of those things is the reaction the crowd has because they all get each other riled up on the internet. And I know the internet is, um, is smaller. Uh, the internet fan base is probably still, it is still smaller than the general fan base. But that doesn't take away from the fact they have a voice and they can be the loudest voice sometimes as well. But isn't it? We're living in fascinating times, man. And really, they're new times. We've never had anything like this before. So in that way, it is quite, it is quite enjoyable. Uh, right, that's all the questions. Thank you, as always, for everyone that submitted one. Uh, I really do appreciate it. And please do come and join the Facebook group. Just search for Simonless Pro Wrestling Podcast and ask a question. I'll answer them once a week uh, on this Wednesday show. Like I said, I'm going to try and break it up. Well, it won't always be half and half, but if it works that way, we will do. But if something happens and we really need to discuss it, we certainly will do. Um, if you could go share this everywhere, that would be great as well. My new kind of pet goal for this is to try and blow it up. I'll have some exciting news about it soon too, but I'll hold off on that until I know more. Um, but yes, if you think this is good, go tell a few people about it. It would be awesome to see the community growing. Uh, on YouTube as well, youtube.com for something to put rules. Give that a subscribe as well, if you'd be so kind. Patreon.com for Simon 316 is uh, what funds all of this, so even $1 would rock. Instagram, Twitter, at Simon316. If you're on iTunes, give us five stars. I am still trying to get the podcast onto Spotify. Spotify don't like SoundCloud, which I chose to host this. But again, all the chats I just mentioned will hopefully put it on there soon as well. And that will just be wonderful all around because we all love Spotify. Please do tune into my episode on Friday when I got a Patreon guest on. It's a really good chat. I really enjoyed it. And it, nothing else. He's a Canadian that preferred Shawn Michaels to Bret Hart. And that was just a fascinating take uh, all around. But again, man, location ties into this stuff so much. And it just blows my brain anyway that people in Canada are actually listening. But thank you to you wherever you are. Canada, uh, England, the United States, Africa, Brazil, Russia, Australia, New Zealand, wherever you are. I really do appreciate it. Uh, again, Simon is Pro Wrestling Podcast twice a week smashing into your ears, whatever that means, and I will talk to you again very soon.